Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to the Automation Morning Show for Friday, February 10th, 2023. My name is Sean Tierney, and happy Friday to you. I hope your day's off to a great start, and I want to start this show by taking a look at what's new in industrial automation. And first up is a brand new product from Banner. And this K30 product is not only an indicator with multiple colors, but it is also a touchless button, right? So a touchless sensor. So this gives you the ability to allow operators to interact without having to worry about physical contact. So I thought this was a very interesting product. It does not require a PLC and some fancy code to get working. It actually has a free software. They call it their Pro Editor software that you can use to set it all up. So I thought it was a very interesting product that I wanted to share it with you today. We also have another new product from uh, Banner, and this is actually LED uh, waterproof LED arrays. So these are lights you could put in maybe on a machine or in a panel, but uh, it's a way to get a lot of bright light in one spot and uh, just a really cool product I want to share with you. Now we have had Banner on the podcast and they've gone through all these products. So um, check that podcast out if you're interested in this line of products. Next up, we have a new product from PNF. Now this is over at the automation.com ISA website. And I did not see this new product announcement on PNF site. So I don't know if this is a paid placement or if this is a brand new product. But in any case, I thought I would err on the side of caution and share it with you guys in case you do need a powered switch amplifier, right? This is perfect for those intrinsically safe applications and it also works in uh, safety applications up to SIL2. So I wanted to share that with you as well as a couple of new products from Acromag. I've never heard of these guys. At least I don't remember hearing about them. But they have some really cool Ethernet I.O. products here. The first one you can see here, this is both analog and discrete I.O. within one module, right? And this sits on either Modbus or Ethernet TCP IP. You can see that right here. Okay, very interesting. And they have another new product here. This allows you to have up to 32 I.O. as a single IP address. So this would be either a current or voltage outputs, analog outputs, right, um, per module, and you can have up to one master and then three add-on modules. And uh, very interesting stuff here. I actually reached out to them this morning as well and asked them if they want to come on the podcast and bring us up to speed on their product line. It looks very interesting and uh, some unique uh, capabilities here. Next up, we have some new products from SMC. SMC um, I still remember when I got trained on them years ago. They are just a company that believes in continuous improvement of the products and manufacturing of their products and trying to keep the cost the same, which I find so, so um, refreshing in the industry. And so we're going to go through some of their new products too. Um, they've added some new bore sizes to their compact guide cylinder. So you can see those there. They also updated their long life cylinders, which we've talked about before on the show. Um, they also came out with some new vacuum pad bellows. And I just found this really interesting, all the different styles and types they have available. You know, some are good for uh, liquid filled or uh, powder filled or gas filled. You can see the different meshes here. Um, just very interesting stuff. So if you're using this, these type of uh, vacuum pads or bellows, then uh, they have a new line right here you can take a look at. And uh, last but not least, and I know a lot of applications don't use these, but one of my jobs I had as a teenager was working in a machine shop. And uh, there were some products we had to use one of these blowers on to get all the chips off. And, um, you know, three times more peak pressure, that's pretty good, right? So if you're using these, uh, check this product out. 
Next up, we have articles, and the first article is from the folks over at Copia. Now, we have had Copia on the podcast a couple of times talking about their product. And this is an article that's really just uh, pinpointing three benefits of using Git-based source control in industrial automation. So you can see here we have improved productivity, we have uh, enhanced code quality, and better disaster recovery. Now, I got to be honest with you, right? It's great to be able to have multiple developers working on the same project simultaneously. It's also great to have branching, merging, tracking, code review process uh, built into your uh, source control solution. Um, but one of the things that really I really wanted to uh, pass on is, you know, if you haven't been ever trained as an administrator, you know, like for a Windows server or whatnot, I had to go through all that training back in the day, back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, you probably are not aware of the fact that a part of your disaster recovery plan has to include taking a copy of your data off-site. Has to be off-site. There's actually studies that have shown that most facilities where they lose all their backups, they go out of business. They just can't recover. Just think of a machine that an end user gets if they don't have the PLC program, the PLC dies. That machine's almost useless, right? If they can't get the program, they can buy a new piece of hardware. But, you know, when you don't know what the program looked like, it's kind of hard to redevelop it from scratch. In most cases, people don't. It's not affordable. You can buy another machine in many cases for the hundreds of hours it would take and integrated to redesign the uh, code. So keep that in mind. If you're a smaller plant and you don't have an IT department taking backups of all the data from the plant off-site every week, right, which is a must, then a company like Copia, they, they do offer on-premise solutions. But if you're a small facility, you may prefer to have them host um, your backups in their cloud. So if something happened to your data center, God forbid, um, you wouldn't lose all your data, right? And if you look at this, right, I just wanted to point out, and, I, and I'm not a SOC 2 expert, but um, Copia takes, uh, says they take security seriously and they have all kinds of information about their compliance here. So if you're looking for a solution like this, check them out. There's a lot of companies that do this. They're one of them. And uh, we also have a couple of previous podcasts with them. With that, I want to go to another article up at ISA's website. And here, this is one about TSN and specifically CC Link IE TSN. Okay, with Ethernet TSN, if you think of it that way, right? And it kind of goes through, you know, why this is popular, why people are using it. And it, this article really got me thinking that it, it's probably time. We've had the folks from Ethercat on. We've had the folks from Profinet on multiple times. We've had the guys from uh, Ozzy on. Um, we've had IOLink a couple of times. We've had a couple of expert, different experts on about IOLink. So it's probably time we try to get the, the TSN guys on. So I reached out to my contact over at Mitsubishi. They're one of the driving forces behind um, CC Link. And um, he put me in touch with Tom and another gentleman. And hopefully we'll get him on the podcast to bring us up to speed on that. You know, because I really enjoyed sitting down with those other vendors and getting up to speed on those other uh, products. And now we have those podcasts. They're always there. The videos are there. The presentation videos are always there so we can go back and get a refresher. Now, I know some of you may be thinking, hey, Sean, what about Ethan IP? I've tried to get those guys to come on. I guess they just don't do podcasts. They declined uh, to even chat. So uh, in any case, um, you know, this does make me think, though, I should reach out to the OPC Foundation guys because that's another technology. Having just sat down with the Factory Talk Links folks, we should probably try to get the OPC Foundation folks on. So in any case, I wanted to share that article with you and that information. And now we're over at Software Toolbox, and they have a great introductory article on REST. So 
I'm always hearing REST API, REST API, right? But I don't often see an article that really describes, you know, what it is. Like, what is it, right? Most of us are PLC, HMI, SCADA guys, right? Who, uh, you know, probably MES guys too, right? So what is REST, right? Unless you come from that uh, software coding, you know, uh, C++, JavaScript, all that kind of software coding uh, uh, background, then you might not know what REST is. And I really think they did a good job in this article explaining it. And I, and the, uh, and I think the motivation behind this article is they actually have a product called the uh, OPC router, which supports REST. So if you have somebody on your heels saying, hey, we need a REST connection to your control system so we can do some reporting, well, here's one option, right? So I reached out to them to see if uh, we could get uh, somebody from Software Toolbox on the podcast to tell us all about this product. It looks pretty cool. We also did previously reach out to Softing about their uh, OPC product that we talked about earlier in the week had not heard back from them, but hopefully we will. In any case, uh, with this all, so much stuff to learn out there. They do have a good uh, video here too. I didn't watch the whole thing, but uh, what I did watch at the beginning was pretty good uh, to help you uh, come up and to speed on what REST is. Uh, with that, it's time for our uh, spotlight product. And today I'm spotlighting CCW VFD Quick Start. This is my uh, course that I did back around when I was doing my Micro 800 course. I wanted to do a course that would teach people how to use CCW to download and upload parameters to their PowerFlex drives. And a lot of people were confused about this. They were using other tools. There were a bunch of different tools Rockwell used to have for their VFDs. And so this is a $25 course I do. You get lifetime access, lifetime support. And I not only go through, you know, I try to go through everything. First of all, you got to get your drive manuals. You have to have your manuals to know what the parameters do, right? And then you have to set up the drive because you got to be able to communicate to it. So you got to know how to set up the drive's communications. And then you got to set up RS links. For more than likely, you're going to use RS links, right? So you have to know how to set up that. Then you have to know how to use CCW to connect to the VFD and either upload or download the parameters. Now, of course, you always want to upload and save a copy of the parameters of all your VFDs because if they get reset, it may not be a quick thing to just rediscover what they were set for, right? So I go through all of that. I also go through how to use the Anaconda cable and how to use the USB cable with the 520 series drives. Now we don't have we don't have uh, any seven very expensive the big very expensive 750 drives, but we do use I think a, a PowerFX 4M and a 520 series VFD in this course. Everything I do with those should work with the PowerFlex, the bigger very expensive drives as well. But having said that, there's also a USB utility that they had available for the. Um, for the VFDs for the 520. So I also show you how to use that in this um, course as well. So it's a good starting point. It's also part of our mega bundle too, and part of our ultimate bundle. So if you just want to get all the courses, it's included in those as well. And from there, I want to talk today about our publication crawl. Only one new document of interest. This is one over at uh, Rockwell's site, and it talks about using their PowerFlex drives with the total force technology in pulp and paper applications. So if you're a PowerFlex fan or follower, you may want to check this out. Um, I know VFDs are very important in uh, pulp and paper, right? And uh, this is actually probably not a typical pulp and paper plant. Uh, most of the ones I've been into were uh, very dusty, dirty, not well lit. But in any case, uh, there are some I've been into that look like that. But, um, you know, the reason I wanted to bring this up too is we actually did have them on the podcast last year. We had the Rockwell PowerFlex guys on talking about total force, right? And uh, that's technology behind it. So if you want to learn more about total force, of course, you can watch the Automation Podcast episode in which we had Rockwell on as a guest to talk about it. And with that, next up, I have a couple things here. First of all, new content coming out. 
So uh, today around 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, we have a tech tip on how to migrate from Factory Talk View Machine Edition to Site Edition. I saw this was a question that came in on one of the forums that I monitor, and um, I was surprised nobody knew that this feature had always been in the software. So I did a tech tip there on a previous morning show, now I've split it out as a separate video. I not only show you how to import the Machine Edition project in bulk into SE, but I also show you how you can run them both side by side with one license. You can run both editors side by side and drag and drop. Even though there's a symbol that says it won't work, it does work. It works extremely well. And uh, so we go through that in that tech tip. Um, I, now I want to turn over to the question of the day. And this question came in from a community member and they said, look, I have a, a machine. It's a very critical machine. It needs to run 24-7, 365. And every time they second power to it, it loses its IP address both the PLC and the HMI, and we got to resolve this. And he goes on to say that he tried Rockwell's BootP DHCP utility or tool to uh, disable um, DHCP on the devices, and it didn't work. And so um, I was a little surprised. So in my courses, I go through this religiously. You have to know this. The BootP DHCP tool cannot disable BootP DHCP in all of Rockwell's devices. Some of the devices just don't support that call. Think of it as a function call, right? Like a CIP call, right? Some of them just don't support that. That was something that came out at a later time and they don't have the feature to accept that request. And I go through this in my courses. I show people what does and doesn't work. And it doesn't hurt to try it, but you, I, I point out you gotta read the response, the message at the bottom, if it worked or not, right? And I always try stuff too, because I don't wanna be in the middle of the night called in saying, hey, doesn't work, right? How many times have you had to get called in and drive many hours because something wasn't set up right what, that you thought it was set up right? So in any case, um, so I, I told him, I said, look, first of all, assuming that this tool is going to turn boot PDHCP off on all devices, that's not reasonable. It never has and it never will. Some old devices just don't support that. Number two, I says, you know, a lot of devices that don't support that, you still can change their IP address and change them from dynamic to static inside of RS links, okay? So we show that in my classes, right? So I'm, I'm thinking, coming to mind here, it's like FlexIL. That was one I believe that falls in that category. Um, and then I said, look, but because you have a MicroLogix 1400, here's the best way. Just use the little screen on the front of it, right? While the 1100 only allowed you to view the IP address settings, the 1400 allows you to change them, which is wicked cool. I actually cover this in my uh, season one of the Automation Minute, episode 55, I actually show going through and changing the IP address and changing the settings. And there's an article uh, uh, that goes along with that over at theautomationblog.com. And uh, it's great, yeah, so you can just change that right in the Micrologix 1400. Now he also had a PanelView 800. And I'm like, okay, so unlike the PanelView Plus where there was all these different ways to get into the config menu, there's a little white box on some models, and you, some models you could hold a couple buttons, um, some models you have to hook up a keyboard and mouse. Um, so, um, with the panel V800, I searched and searched cause I didn't remember that same feature existing in the 800. So I searched and searched and searched and I did not find anything that the panel V800 supported that. And so the only thing I found, which is what I was teaching and what I teach in my nano basics micro 800 course, where I do cover the panel V800 is that you either put a go to config button on the screen so you can press it and get to the config menu, or you download a new project and select not to run it so that after the download happens, you're in the config menu, and then you can change the network settings. So I pass that all on to him, and I hope it helps him, and I hope it helps you, or at least you found it interesting. 
And with that, let's go ahead and move on to downloads. Now, I did not find any new downloads at any of the vendors I follow, uh, but I did want to answer a question. I had a question come in yesterday on email. Uh, somebody who supported the show by buying a copy of my book of knowledge over at theautomationblog.com, he says, hey, I paid for it. I got billed for it. I didn't get my uh, PDF. So I said, well, let me check it out. So I went ahead and I bought one. And immediately I got an email that says, here, click on this link to get your book. And um, if you lost the email or it's in your spam, I just wanted to point out, and let me see if I can alt-tab to the right screen here, that when you go to the automationblog.com, right, under shop here, there's this downloads link. That will show you all the downloads you've bought previously, right? They never expire. See, this is the infinity symbol. We don't believe in making them expire. Why would I want them to expire? You bought it, you can download it. How many times have you moved computers and you forgot to back something up and you need to get something, right? So in any case, so here you can see, I've actually bought it a few times as a test. Now, if you bought the original uh, edition when it first came out, you will see I've changed it from version one to version two. If you're a newer purchaser, then you will see both version one and two available for you. And this just has to do with how the store works. But in any case, when you do click on the button to download the PDF, it will have some random letters and numbers at the end of it. You can delete those once you get the file. That's just a security measure. So there are bots all over the internet trying to scrape, uh, you know, PDFs and uh, host them on their own sites and try to, you know, steal people's property. But that's just something we have to live with today, right? So in any case, that's why the store does that. That's something they do automatically. So I wanted to share that with you. If any of you have bought the book and you're wondering, hey, how do I get it? How do I download it again? It's as easy as that. Just go to theautomationblog.com, go to shop and click on downloads. You'll see all your previous downloads. Um, with that, it is now time to go into our community corner. And if today is your birthday, I want to wish you a very happy birthday. Isn't it great having your birthday on a Friday? So happy birthday to everyone, whether you're connected with me or not. I want to wish you a very happy birthday. Now, if you are connected with me on LinkedIn and have your birthday in your account, you will show up here on my birthday celebration list. And I want to wish you a very personal happy birthday. And that goes out to Craig, Pintu, Victor, Christian, David, Jamie, Flavio, Ron, Giovanni, uh, Juarez, uh, Ganesh, uh, Devinit, Devinishi, Devanshi, Kenneth, and that's it. So happy birthday to you all. If I mispronounce your name, my apologies, but I do hope you have an awesome happy birthday. If your birthday is this weekend, happy birthday to you as well. We'll uh, celebrate your birthday on Monday. With that, I want to now go over to automation.locals.com. This is our community. You can follow me and everything I do right here in one spot, totally free. You can also join and become a member and post your own posts and answer questions and send me messages for starting at the price of one cup of coffee a month. And I just want to thank all our supporters up there, all our followers up there, and thank those who choose to support on a higher level as well, because, um, you know, you, you really appreciate your, you know, supporting our work here. And speaking of which, if you think I missed a news article today, you can use this form to get in touch with us and send us a link. It doesn't matter if you're a vendor, customer, integrator, OEM, or just a fan of industrial automation, send it over and I'll take a look at it. Also, I want to say if you are a vendor or you talk to your vendor on a regular basis, please encourage them to sponsor our show. We get some open positions we'd like to add so we can bring you more free news and free product how-tos. And uh, this week, and the plan is, if everything goes well, is uh, to come up here and add 
these new products here so the vendors can actually check out here you know let me know what they want to sponsor i i tell them to call me first we talk make sure they understand what they're what they're getting and then they can come up here and just use the company card and, and sponsor the show and um so i have to add the pot numbers for that and then my other thing is too i want to get the um the shows going out on to all the podcasting sites so that's my goal for tomorrow so i hope uh, hope there's no emergencies here at the house no leaky pipes or uh, broken things that i have to fix and i'll be able to get that done tomorrow so in any case that's my goal anyways uh just a reminder that every every single link i mentioned today is right here at automate.news including a link to the text version of the show which i start working on as soon as we're done filming and done editing and uh, the, the files are uploading to all the sites and uh, you can find that here just by going to show that goes to automate.show which redirects over to the automation blog and shows all the past episodes and uh, of course you can get the video there and the audio there as well and with that i want to thank you for watching the entire show you made it to the end happy friday you did it and uh, with that i want to do what i also do at the end of every show and i want to wish you a very happy safe and healthy day and until next time my friends peace